Hey, the Spark of Madness podcast. Hello. <laughs> it's uh, Love is in the Air, guys. I picked the right opening. You did. It, that was appropriate. <laughs> well, that was <laughs> that was done before I remembered that it was Valentine's Day. So. <laughs> you can tell where, where our mindset is when it comes to Valentine's Day. Honestly, I can't, I can't think of why I didn't make that as the first opening for the yeah. show. <laughs> I mean, you know, when... The three of us get together on Wednesday. In the last couple months or so, we've pushed it. But you would think today would be the day that we would have plans. Where No, no. We're, it's Valentine's ben. Day, and, and we're here celebrating. Ben, are you uh, busy? or what? I would like four large pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> um, two orders of breadsticks. Why don't you keep us uh, rolling there, man? <laughs> you got, you got I'm sorry, away. it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me the heart-shaped pizza. Yeah, heart-shaped, yeah. <laughs> and, one, and, and one chocolate cake for me to cry in. <laughs> Do you have any Kleenex you could put? Someone keeps using all of mine. <laughs> Someone put all tears this, in my pillow. All this garlic's making me, making me teary-eyed. If you hear a grown man crying through the door, just... It's just me crying. I said no onions on my pizza. <laughs> it's just allergies, I swear. When I was 17, it was a very good year. <laughs> well, I'm happy to spend Valentine's Day with Remake you guys. Remake uh, I'm Matt, that's Ben, that's Aaron. We uh, hey. review movies every week, and this week we're, we um, wanted to choose... a. A love, a love story, which is something we don't normally do. No. Have we done even? No, like love stories usually stink. Isn't yeah. there a movie called Love Story? I bet. I'm sure. We'll review that it, next it's, week. It's actually just like scary movie. It's like <laughs> just all the cliches. Yeah. It also stars Anna Far- Ferris. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy. Uh, she gets. Um, she falls in love with a box of chocolates that's animated. Mm. You never know what you're gonna I, get. I, well, you should probably pitch that idea because it's it's good enough to get made into That's that for, series. Yeah, they could they'll green light that. Netflix will probably green light that on the spot. That's true. <laughs> um, all right, they would call the movie um, Love Story. <laughs> Chocolate I thought we were going to call it Love Story. Well, that's true. <laughs> so we already decided. Right. Love uh, Story. Yeah. And Carmen Electra will make her way into it somehow. You mean Carmel? Is she still Electra. alive? <laughs> Carmel Electra. Oh. All right. Do you guys want to just skip the movie, the movie and just come up with Chocolate this Chocolate Love Story. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> That's not racist. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. <laughs> I think it's now, that's now what everyone's I've thinking. been working on the railroad. All right. Okay. All right. Um, so we're going to do... Uh, that's had enough. We had a couple ideas for this movie, but we landed on The Princess Bride, um, yes. which... Uh, 1987. Uh, and it's also one of your favorite movies, right, Aaron? Uh-huh. It's... It's... I, well, <laughs> I'll spoil my review. It's nearly perfect. I don't know about wow. Perfect. Interesting. Mostly perfect. Yes. <laughs> Inconceivable. <laughs> it was uh, bound to happen. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do want to point out, if anybody's listening, I'm going to put it in the chat, uh, and I want you guys to be thinking about this because at the end, I want you to tell me what your favorite quote is from the movie. Oh, that's going to be because I think this is one of those uh, extremely quotable do movies. Do you already have yours? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. It's not really a quote. It's just as, I guess it's a quote, but when. Um, 
Billy Crystal's like when under the giant's knocking on the door, <laughs> and he opens up his little thing. And he goes, "It's like who are you?" It's like I'm with the Brute Squad. It's like you are the Brute Squad. But it just made me That's laugh. Yeah. And uh, MLT, good mutton lettuce tomato. You know when the mutton's nice and lean. <laughs> <laughs> They're so perky. I think I Billy it. Crystal stole the show from me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think we can get into all of the different act. The it's going to be hard. Side character, like this, is one of those movies where every character has, like, every character not steals depth the show necessarily, but like, yeah, they have like a their scene or their time to really shine. Mm-hmm. So. It, I knew this review was going to be hard because I know there's going to be so much I am fail to point out because there's too much. And then after the show, I'm going to be like, what? I missed that one thing. I'll never get another chance. Never. never. We'll never be able to interact with our one You think viewer. we can review movies multiple times? Can we do <laughs> Should that? we do a redux of it? An addendum? <laughs> Every year Only we review the same game. movies. <laughs> that, what, we sh- <laughs> what we should do is have, Aaron, you just sit at your computer and record yourself and... <laughs> Just a long list of you remembering the things you wish you had brought up. It'll and be like then the we'll Chris Farley show on SNL. <laughs> um, remember with you with remember the that time that he said uh, people in masks can't be trusted? <laughs> that <laughs> That's was a good line. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. Remember when you were with the Beatles? <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> remember when you were with the Brute Squad? <laughs> That was cool. Um, Remember when you were the brute squad? (laughs) Remember when I was alive? Oh, jeez. Oh, Oh, man. Wow. (laughs) So, The Princess Bride, how many times would you guys wager you have seen this movie? I don't have a number for you. This used to be something I would pop in when there was nothing else to watch. I watched it so many times. It used to be on TV all the time. Yeah, I think it used to be on Comedy Central all the time. Yeah. I don't remember, but I uh, don't know about that. Yeah, TNT maybe. TNT maybe. This is uh, I saw this movie for the first time when I was in college. Really? And I didn't see it again until two days ago. So you have the opposite of experience of Ben and I. That's right. I have, but I I recognize all the references though. That's good. And watching it again, it was like, oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Like with me, usually it's. That's why I have to write everything down in this notebook all the time because I forget things so quickly. But like this movie uh, is yeah. one where it has that lasting power because it's so. Uh, it has lasting power, but it does. Charming. It 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 rapid fires those lines at you, man. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. almost impossible to remember them all, and I love it for that. It's, it's that no like lulls. fast talking thirty rock pace of jokes and. It's like uh, what uh, Marvel movies want but can't do. It's like the Marx Brothers. <laughs> yes. You know, like. There's a lot of like little slapsticky, mm-hmm. uh, one-liner type humor mm-hmm. in this too. Well, they have really good actors and mm-hmm. comedic actors too. I mean, what Christopher Guest is in this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great. I didn't know he was the guy from those other movies until yeah. a lot later. Well, Rob Reiner directed Spinal Tap, right? Yeah, he did. So he was. He always wanted Christopher Guest in his movies. Mm-hmm. I think he's in all of his movies. And Mandy Patinkin's great. Yeah. So I got. Let me talk about Mandy Patinkin. I got. I got, I got a thing. I got a thing. For I got. I met. I got a Mandy Patinkin at a grocery store. I got. A, I got. A, I got a, a ticket to. to, to I got. With I you. got three minutes on Mandy Patinkin. All right. So go. so, this character, is interesting because, Nigo Montoya. Nigo Montoya. Mm-hmm. His portrayal of it. 
I believe that Antonio Menderes took Puss in Boots from. <laughs> he did. He Never did. would have thought you he would. He did. <laughs> and they are similar. They're very similar. And here, here's a... They are both Hispanic. Well, I don't know if Manny Pink is Hispanic, but they but they had they had the same kind of accent, which is which is the funny. Hat, the yeah, the well, fencing. But, you know. Which is here's an interesting thing about their connection. Mm. The 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 movie Evita stars um, uh, Antonio Medeiros as the I forget the the narrator. I'm gonna call him the narrator. You know, oh what a circus, oh what a show. Argentina has gone to the anyway. So he sounds like that. Anyways. It's hilarious because that's all takes place in Argentina. You know, the original Broadway musical, uh, Mandy Patinkin played that role. So, like, no. there's a there's a weird connection with him. Mm. But in this particular connection, this movie, like, you see, a, uh, he, I think Antonio Banderas stole a lot of places, uh, <laughs> of of, of, of Amiga, Amiga Montoya I, from Puss in Boots. I don't mind. Boots. Uh, yeah, it's a good, I, it's a good thing to to steal from, I suppose. Yeah, yeah man, you could do worse, like yeah. our love story movie. Um, <laughs> uh, so, how would you guys describe this movie overall? Like it, it's, it's kind of just like a fa- a, a fairy tale, but yeah, it's but not. It is, also, it's uh, at its core, I would describe it as a beautiful mishmash of genres. Like what a, genres? All of them. <laughs> All it's of the everything genres. but space opera. <laughs> yeah, with a with a smidge of oregano. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the chocolate coating helps it go down easier. Just a spoonful <laughs> of sugar. Well, so what I think sets this apart is um, I think it's so, more more of a more of a tragedy. Oh a yeah, tragedy like a Greek tragedy. Except How it has a happy ending. So. Like Odysseus. No, no, no. Like Oedipus. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it's just like Oedipus. Yeah. You're right. Does Wesley <laughs> find out that Robin Wright is his mom? Jeez. <laughs> oh, that was in the, uh, the sequel. director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> That's Rob Reiner's personal yeah. version. <laughs> oh. Where he overdubs all the lines himself. He was really a farm boy. And then he reinserts himself as uh, his character from All in the Family. <laughs> Shut up, meathead. <laughs> so, it I mean, it kind of sets itself up as a prince and princess fairy tale. Yeah. Uh, but it branches out all over the place. It becomes more of like a, less of a rescue, it's still kind of a rescue the princess story, but it has so many different uh threat like you said like branching that's a good it's way to a put revenge it because movie it, yeah it's it's, it's a uh you have like three tale. different plots going simultaneously and they're of, all good plots yeah and they're all really interesting the characters have like it doesn't a, matter if you switch from scene to scene it's not oh this scene again you have a grandpa yeah. and and um grandson you know yeah movie that's what i think actually sets this but adds like a really interesting layer to it is mm-hmm. that without it it wouldn't have been the same i don't think you could you because like you could have the movie and what everybody quotes and references all this other stuff oh boy. you could just watch the movie just watch that and what but they added on the fact of this grandpa telling the story to the son and it ha- has a, or a grandson so it gives it this extra element of um and it's not just any grandpa yeah it's peter, it's peter falk, falk. Which, what's it going to give you? Extra element of what, Matt? Mystery? Well, I think it, it adds like a, 
Sound it out. Like what? Why f- these types of stories? Why fairy tales have like a resonance to them? It's not it because you see it through the eyes of this boy who doesn't want to care about it, and mm-hmm. it's not interesting. And over the we like we check in with him three or four mm-hmm. times. And over that period, he's starting to get interested, and it's because not just like a throwaway. Games and yeah. Stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And so it's like, there's like framing. A, it's like a time. Like, not only is the story itself timeless, but the movie is telling you that it is timeless, no matter what time, like mm, yes. what modern and gadgets or whatever. It's a very well layered movie um, that adults in many different ages and children all you know, ages. And that the the kid framing part really helps with the kid stuff because like when they're about to do the the romantic kiss, mm-hmm. <laughs> he interrupts the movie and says, "Whoa, whoa, 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 slow down." Yeah, <laughs> that's is funny. It, is it Fred Savage? That Fred, yeah, Savage. Fred Savage. Aaron, cut to you. Whoa, I, I don't look much don't like you him see anymore. It? Don't you see the Fred Savage resemblance? When I was younger, I looked a lot like when Fred a Savage. Put you in the face, mm. and he had. Pulls that hair. No, no, <laughs> no beard. That's true. <laughs> I didn't. And you hit puberty. Yeah. But um, but there, there's one scene that this is this is this is a crazy. Is note. this a kissing book? <laughs> there's a part where uh, Peter Falk. So a, Peter Falk, the whole movie, like he's not that old. He's yeah. He's, he's okay. Oh, does this have to do with the Blu-ray release? Well, they gray his hair, right? Yeah. And the very end, it's like they came, like they didn't have time to gray his hair, and he's like, he's got normal Peter Falk color hair. <laughs> yeah. So he's got gray hair, gray eyebrows throughout the whole thing, and then like he's like, he's like, maybe it was a reshoot. Wish. Yeah. Like maybe he uh, maybe took aged backwards. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. he was, what's his name? Benjamin uh, Button. Mm-hmm. See, I, I I didn't notice like the gray hair coloring on all the old copies of the movie, but when I got the Blu-ray, I was like, wow, that looks like powder in his hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Blu-ray is a double-edged sword, kids. It is. I guess when you, uh, which we should do, I guess the Blu-ray version of Ben Hur, which is like, like a, especially one of the most amazing Blu-rays. Really, the the armor looks so plastic. Oh, yeah. and the makeup is caked on them. Mm-hmm. But back then, you you wouldn't couldn't like, tell. You couldn't to, like they were. You almost needed it. Well, to, that's what I'm saying. What how they design it was for the resolution at the right. time. Yeah, you know and that's it why like makeup was all white and pasty on people because. Yeah. Like it was going to end up looking right after all the processing. Yeah. It's like how on um, record productions in, in like the 60s and 70s, you had to dial up the high frequencies because of how many times you had to duplicate the tape in the production because mm. you'd lose some. Hmm. And they had hmm. to do a lot of planning. So that's my side note. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this movie did like a bunch of different... Uh, uh, at, they added in the wrinkle of the adventure element that I thought was, and they d- took the time to create these set. Like they didn't just go shoot on locate. Like they made this big set for what? No, they shot in real castles. No, well, I mean the when he's climbing up the cliff of insanity. Oh, yeah, 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 that's yeah. like a Star Trek yeah. set almost. It was, <laughs> like it was. With these big rocks. It was, but but the, like the a, long shot's a real guy climbing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that and and it doesn't match. But <laughs> but but they did it. You're right. Yeah. It, it was a Star cool. Trek. Scene, but yeah. when it gets up to the top, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Well, of, of all the Star Trek type sets I've seen, that's one of the better ones because it. If you don't look straight at it, it looks perfect. If you squint yeah. at the movie the whole time, it's beautiful. It's just yeah. beautiful. <laughs> Wasn't meant it's, for Blu-ray. Well, but they like adding like details, like uh, creating the 
the set, and I'm thinking of the the swamp too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure they shot that somewhere, but like the most they impressive made... stuff are not the stuff they actually the real locations. That's yes. just good. Yeah, and like coming up with the eel, the yeah. shrieking oh, eel design, the I rat, the as a kid, rats the eel of... part scared the crap out of me. Yeah, yeah, those were scary. Messed me up. The what? Are, what? How did the rat Worse rodents of unusual size? I thought the rodents of unusual the size. R O U S S. Yep, <laughs> yeah. that was clever. Um, and I, I loved it. Like oh, I don't think they exist. You see, they yeah, just, they're they're just crawling, crawling around and just thud. <laughs> and it, was just, it was a person in the costume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. I remember listening to like the commentary or something. They had multiple different guys in suits based on what they could do. Like one was good at scurrying on the ground and one, <laughs> one was good at getting killed. <laughs> Ton is real. But, but they really it's kill, just him scurrying like, on the ground. Like, when it's real, it's a disturbing scene like when he kills it. Yeah. It's like... It looks good for um, the most part. And then Logan Paul tried to resuscitate him. Back to life. <sighs> <laughs> That's current. Trying try to get our current. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're I, keeping yeah. current. Logan, Logan That's going to play to Logan the Paul YouTube tried to crowd. resuscitate a yeah. uh, rat back to life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's been de- demonetized on YouTube. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there you go. Next is us. There's there's our millennial. <laughs> We're coming. Out. There's all our millennial. Uh, That's right. Outlet. Yeah. Well, but like it does have kids. this. It does have this fun, playful adventure, like where you're progressing through like a hero's journey path of these different areas. The fire swamp. Well, the not cliff, only that. He, the castle the bo- and the bog of eternal stench and there's these challenges that <laughs> Your come bathroom? up yeah <laughs> no it's my living room <laughs> well t- to your point matt uh I, what i was saying earlier it, it dips into so many genres and it does them all so well what what the best part about it dipping into so many genres is that it does them all well and they don't they don't step on each other's toes like mm-hmm. when you have comedy it doesn't diminish the serious stuff. Like Inconceivable. It's, no, it it's doesn't. It's done in just the right mix. Yep. To where it never loses its serious tone and it never loses its comedic tone. It is a very well balanced movie. It's like believable humor because like people aren't serious in real life all the time. No. Yeah. It's it's it well, and it's all and again it's also told wouldn't. from the perspective that you are listening to a story. Right. Like that it's not. That's what makes Braveheart and Three Hundred so good. Yeah, they're believable. No, that they're not believable. They're told as a story in the beginning from a a guy. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, and what they do, so they set up the as you wish love thread at the very start, really quickly, and then beautiful, like a Mediterranean guitar playing. Yeah. 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 That was a low budget score, man. Yeah, you can hear the synth later yeah. while he slowly. Grabs. I wouldn't change it for the world, though. I know that's if it was different, though, it wouldn't have been so dated. I don't know if I would call it dated. It... I guess it fits into the narrative of the quaintness of it. Yeah, it it goes with the rest of the movie. This was a low budget movie. Oh yeah, yeah it was like fifth. I think it was like fifty thousand, and it's a children's book. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, what's your um? Let's talk about. Some of the characters. Uh, who's okay. your favorite character? Oh no! I knew this was going to happen. Or uh, M- many we could start characters. My my He's, favorite. Go, why? I just love his. Here's the thing. I I lo- I look because he's a very there's there's really it's interesting because they start as the bad guys but they're really not bad guys mm-hmm. and so they're really like they're him and him uh, and under the giant yeah. I don't even know the names. This is Fezzik, called yeah. Under the Giants. Under the, yeah. Fezzik. He's basically playing himself. Yeah. And so like, <laughs> but there, but it's kind of, it kind of dives in a, 
they're not anti-heroes. It's kind of like this is kind of this gray area, you know what I mean? They just and make it kind money. of pressured into being a part of it. Yeah, but but that's what they were doing. Game. But then yeah. like they have a conscience about it. They have a they have a code. But I love his revenge story the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the end, the payoff at the end. It's like so promise good. me money. Promise me well, promise me this, promise me that. Anything you ask. I want my father back, you son of a bitch. <laughs> bring, back my, bring back my father, you son And of then a bitch. he scars him in the same yeah. spot. Yeah. Just like, and also, he's telling, uh, so I thought that the scene where he kind of explains both, the story he tells is a convincing revenge story. He's like yeah. a kid, and he was just a kid, and he feels this mm-hmm. weight to like avenge his father, and so he spends mm-hmm. his whole life getting really good at fighting. And then that scene also is so... Uh, unconventional. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna kill you, but uh, let's l- catch like your breath. Let me tell you about my, like, it's, uh, it's you, kind of you, like a theatrical how, play almost. It and, was, but that's how you would re- like do the revenge. It was a good payoff. It wasn't like anticlimactic, you know, death scene, you know. Well, yeah, but uh, I'm talking about when he meets, uh, when he meets the man in Wesley, black. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, for yeah. the first time. And he's yeah. pulling around, it's nice kind of chat. funny, and he's yeah. like explaining, but it's really good, like, sword play. Like and then really, it leads to another, like that whole scene I loved. It was like a Dragon Ball Z episode. I'm only using yeah. 30% of my power. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to fight him left-handed. Yes. Um, will, guess what? Anybody know I'm who only did using the sword choreography? Well. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Aaron. Does anybody know who did the choreography for that scene? I don't know. No. Uh, I forget his name, but it's the guy who did the, the sword play for Star Wars. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh. Bob something, I think. Oh, Bob something. Oh, yeah. I remember him. Classic yeah. Bob something. Uh, I did know that they were the ones actually... They did all of their all sword the play. S- stunts and stuff. It was great. I love that sequence. It's and pretty like, impressive. It was very uh, sporting too. You know, it was yes. like he, he like he. It, sh- it kind of it was more than just a fight. They were showing the characters. Yeah, they developed the characters in the fight. So yeah. like that's what and, that's what's good about you know action sequences if you can do that. And they're know? dishing out one liners, but they're not cringy. No. Well, it makes sense to what they're yeah. saying. And the whole time they're talking about like, oh, of course you would use this move against this defense yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Like and that's real, so like. Real fencing. Yeah, that's it's so uh You're using Bonetti's defense against me, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I There's not a lot is. of money in revenge. Um, <laughs> but what did you guys think of uh, Wesley's character? The He's, um, an, he's kind of an odd bag because he, he runs on this dangerous Mary Sue tightrope sort of thing. Yeah, he's yeah, like invincible. But he's not. Like they clearly show that he's not perfect all the time, yeah. but he he's very close to being perfect. <laughs> but he's still lovable. Mhm. I don't Probably understand. Probably the best that. movie he's in. Our own What about Twister? <laughs> I forgot he's in Twister. <laughs> How dare never, you. Never mind, I retract that statement. <laughs> <laughs> Mulligan. <laughs> well, um, they. I think they make him. They. I think it's it's part some of the um, little scenes and lines they write in for his character, but also just like his. He just has a charm to him that's yeah. very likable, um, and just that he has like a little smirk constantly, and how he delivers lines isn't. It's never arrogant or right. condescending. Um, it's always kind of with a hint of humor too and then they they add into him like trying to jump on andre the giant and it's kind of funny Mm. or he's rolling down the hill or when he doesn't have his limbs anymore and he's just kind of like flopping around that was hilarious invincible so i I retract that he's not 
close to being a Mary Sue, but or Gary Stu, excuse me. Um, <laughs> he's not too close, but he he gets close at, in places. But no, then they give him moments where he's not perfect, and it and it works out. Yeah, you're no, you're right though. Like, where did he learn to become the best swordsman in he the world? He was on the pirate ship <laughs> for yeah, five Black years. Pirate Roberts. Yeah. I will say the Black Pirate Ro- uh, Roberts. That was cool. Story and like lore of it and how it's just been a lie and keeps building on each you know other. It is? is a great you know idea. Stole, you know what stole it? The Phantom. The Phantom story. The old, remember that movie, The Phantom, back in the 90s? It was with, terrible. With Gary, with uh, Billy Zane? Billy Zane. <laughs> well, that's based off of something. Like, yeah. That's like a, a comic a, or a something. Pulp from it is, early the myth 90, of like 1900s. why the Phantom is like. Like immortal is because it's it's just it's, the descendants. Yeah. yeah. Ah. You know. It's like Zorro. Like Zorro, yeah. Zorro. Oh God. Zorro. Like the old Disney Zorro is mm. amazing. Like Zorro is probably one of the best superhero move, uh, uh, stories there is. And I didn't appreciate he's Batman it before Batman. Like yeah. he's basically Batman. It's great. Well, Don Diego is a rich, you know, uh, rich playboy, rich citizen in California. Before it was a state. I should say Juego boy. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's, he has that double life and, he, and, his, and his death, his death. Uh, did you like that? Man? I did. I, I got it. It took me a second. His death, his death assistant, who's Alfred, basically helps him out too. It's, yeah. like, it's just a cool idea. It's a good, yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing is, so. And he wears black. And you know what? Black Pirate Roberts is basically dre- Zorro, it's, 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 <laughs> if, you, if you think about it's it. It's the Dread Pirate Roberts. Whatever. <laughs> the Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> Don't correct me. Um, well, and they give him a lot of good, his Do, motivations, and um, like he, he has the line like, death cannot stop true love, just delay it for a while. Like that's a pretty good line to add in from the- like, That's this, about as hammy this, as it gets. Yeah. I mean- you have to have that though, like when he he's seeing her it's for the a first fairy time. Tale. And, yeah, um, to make his motive again. The, I'm always the one about motivations. To make his motivations kind I don't of. I think you're the only clearable. one. I am the only one. I'm, I'm the only one that cares. The wonderful thing about pickers. Um, wonderful thing. What did you guys think of uh, Robin Wright's character, Buttercup, the princess? Buttercup. The princess. She the was so young in there. Princess Very Bride. Young. Uh, she. She's good. Uh, she plays a convincing, like, princess type character, yeah. but she's not one note. No, she's, she's not completely helpless. She's one and a half notes. Um, <laughs> she would make a good princess toadstool. <laughs> <laughs> what? Princess Peach? Toadstool. Ah. I'm a, I'm a purist. I see. Um, no, I think she was, she's fine. Yeah, like, she, yeah. She has her moment. Like, she's not the, the, she's not funny like everybody else. But she doesn't need to be in this movie. You, yeah, you need you need one. You need one grounded character. And the prince. Okay, so the prince is what's his name? Uh, uh, the king. Humperdinck. Humperdinck. He's um. He's a speaking voice of Jack Skellington. Really? Yeah. In the Night Before Christmas, and I found out the hard way. I was like, wait a minute, I know that voice. I did not know that. But the singing voice of Jack Skellington is uh, Danny Elfman. Ah. The composer himself. Mm. Wow! I thought he was good in this movie too. <laughs> huh? I he thought was really good in this movie. I he thought uh, Humperdinck was really good in this he was. too. I mean, you could say that about any side character in this movie. It's true. Yeah. I mean, Andre <laughs> the Giant did a great job. He's and, also in Chucky. He's yeah, the he cop in Chucky. Cop. That's right. Wow, man. He's also in an episode of Deep Space Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Start there. Anyways, go on. <laughs> I know random hey, things. <laughs> what? 
like other the degrees to Kevin Bacon. Yours is just yeah. to get to Star Trek. Got a princess to marry. Her murder to plan. And, and I did a watch uh, to, to to overthrow. I'm swamped. I'm swamped. <laughs> yeah. That was so I'm good. That was so it's very good. Niles Crane. Yeah. Um, and like uh, the sinisterness of those two characters was very like it's still there. Like there's still like hints of dark Sticking themes in this man. movie. Yeah, and they give them they they give them both their like things that they're good at. Like Humperdinck's a good tracker, so he's yeah. not completely useless. Mm-hmm. And the Christopher Guest, the six fingered man, also a good sword. <laughs> yeah, but then he runs away, which was, <laughs> that, really, was funny. really funny. <laughs> After this big climactic <laughs> crescendo, he just <laughs> turns and runs away. <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting. Like, it wasn't so hammy. You know what I mean? No, but it really is. But, but it was perfect you know what I mean and i think that like sometimes when you see movies like this someone just tries to ham it up and and overdoes it and it's like well you, you know it's just like you know it's, it's less is more without being too, you know, too much enough. less <laughs> well and i i wrote down a bunch of lines and like reading them in isolation like life is pain eris anyone who says that's my differently is selling one. something like that's kind of a hammy line no it's not it's true well, for real. Yeah, but it's it, it's not like a it's not really a word or a phrase you would naturally organically say in my mind. Maybe not. No. Um, and there's a whole bunch of those, but like both the the context and the way the lines are delivered, um, yeah, are uh, significant. Like for how it's read as like, and I think that gets to like a really good pacing of the whole movie, um, like where you don't you're not thinking too hard like you're you're moving on to the next thing and the next thing is equally as interesting as the one before it you're never you like stopping up. to like this movie is the analyze. king of that it it never spends too much time setting things up it's just this is what it is roll with it yeah and it's done in a very effortless way it's like they could have spent so much time on exposition in the beginning with the farm and stuff you don't need to you don't need it at all nope but, like, but it's, 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 keep it's, it moving. It's like, Whose well, farm are they working on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who cares? It's Farm Boy's farm. Is it? It was Wesley's farm. Ah. Yeah. He invited people to come. Uh, what do they some farm? Crops on his farm. It was Bob Evans' farm. The, all, all they all they Throw showed was him chopping wood. What do they farm? <laughs> sausage biscuits. <laughs> it was Bob Evans' farm. I got sausage plants <laughs> growing. <laughs> it's like, and then they had to go, pl- you know, put them in the. Put them, in the, put them in twos in the plastic wrap. And well, they save some of the patties and just replant those. Yeah. <laughs> what? They're perennial. <laughs> I got to say perennial. That's awesome. <laughs> 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 Inconceivable. Inconceivable. All right, let's talk about him. Because uh, <laughs> he, uh, he's our card. He's, he's our, yeah, he's, he's amazing. I think he's amazing in this. Oh, uh, so he makes, I actually think he I love Rex. ties the movie <laughs> to, like, he's the crucial <laughs> point in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he ties all the story threads together. Yes. yes. Like, he sets up the initial plot, he sets up the tone that's both humorous and also kind of dark. And, Did you ever uh, hear of Plato? <laughs> Uh, uh, what do you say? Socrates? Soc- yeah, I was thinking Aristotle. Aristotle? Socrates? Yes? Morons. Morons. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, his, 
But they but they play it so straight, and that's what makes yeah. it funny. And his enthusiasm with like a Mel when he movie. switched the cups, the goblets. <laughs> I tricked you! <laughs> I tricked you! <laughs> you fell for one of the classic blunders! Buzz! <laughs> he's, Aside from getting a land warning. You know he's uh, Rex, an eight, yeah. Rex on Toy Story. Never go yeah. in against a Sicilian yeah. when death is on the line! <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know the other part he's in that's really funny? What? He's the principal in a Goofy movie. Yeah. Mm. Your son is going to get the electric chair. (laughs) (laughs) And he's the he's Bob's boss in The Incredibles. There you go. And he's also uh, the sperm kid in Oh yeah, uh, he's Family Guy. He's Stewie's unborn brother. That's right. His rival. Yeah. That was a good episode. Um, Yeah. Well, and also that the whole like start of the movie where the kid they kidnap her. Um, they're on the boat uh, into sort of let's give each of the three the uh, sort of a challenge point for uh, Wesley who's been tracking them. And oh. then it culminates in what I think is just an interesting that, you know, which which cup has the poison in it mental mm-hmm. game. And then, of course, it's uh, a game of wits. Yeah. Look over there. <laughs> it's yeah. like kind of funny. Yeah. And then he just is dead. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> then he's gone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's that's like he's, he's gone in with yeah. after twenty minutes. He, he, he dies laughing, and we all laugh. Like uh, uh, who's that yeah. Greek guy? Chris. He just come back and see his body hunched over <laughs> on the ground. Is eating him. <laughs> Get away here. This was only half a meal. Um, but then he his character like Italian. His character comes back. Uh, yeah. A little spicy, a little spicy. Damn it! It's <laughs> a so spicy meatball. Oh, <laughs> um, It's a Vizzini's pizza. Uh, when his character, I'm Sicilian, not Italian. His uh, keep his, interrupting. They that. are different. They are. His character does come back later in a kind of a good payoff of why they were kidnapping. Like that, there was a buyer that then. We, f- they we find that out that together, it was the yeah. prince and he wants to start a war and like that was the oh, motivation yeah. and that's kind of a like everything comes together like there's no wasted come together yeah we've been hired to right start a war now. it's a prestigious line of work with a long tradition <laughs> I like that thank you, thank you. Uh, I think we've gone long enough without talking about uh, Miracle Max and Billy Crystal oh god a little bit more I could the, spend a whole the podcast the show man he right. still steals the whole show and I guess uh, I'm sh- as I'm sure you've, Who you guys have heard the when Billy Crystal was on set the two days or three days he was there to film it was just like constant period appropriate jokes yeah that and he never repeated the same joke and so much <laughs> of it was inappropriate but it made the cast laugh so hard and they ruined takes and i guess uh, i want to see those manny takes. patinkin literally got a bruise like, from <laughs> laughing so hard. so hard from billy crystal <laughs> i don't know that sounds like a bruce lee story uh billy crystal yeah, yeah. billy crystal is one of the funniest he is though but like yeah, he's naturally funny. Every interview you see a, a Billy Crystal like on a He's show. like the Jewish Bill Murray. Well <laughs> Have fun storming the castle. But positive. <laughs> positive. But he's he's so funny. He's just yeah. hilarious. He's a he's hilarious. He's, he's one of my favorite guys. Me too. Oh, I could watch anything. All the Oscars hosted him. by him are just gold and oh, gold. they're gold, Jerry. And well I love Billy Crystal. I thought it was also fun. Like that whole scene, the the trajectory of that, it's like a two minute scene. 
That, and it he's in the movie so much. It's so fast, but everything is funny and everything and he is. the show. It's not just like a straightforward arc of okay, he's going to get revived. Like no, he, well, he's only mostly. He dead. actually, yeah, he's not dead yet. Oh, and, okay, we can pay you this much, and it's like no, you can't, or like, <laughs> like that's not enough at all. Are you a rotten liar? Yeah, <laughs> and then it's like okay, competing, competing. They have to convince him now, and so they then it's like this little backstory that he hates Humperdinck, and yeah. then his wife comes in, and she who plays his wife? I think it's like a. An SNL actor or something? She was great. I don't know. I didn't. I don't know who that she is. She was good too. Perfect um, foil. And then of course his limp body. He doesn't come back all at once. And like yeah. just the whole. And then have fun. Have fun storming the castle is like the last thing we hear from him. It's perfect. It's a perfect scene. The, the temptation to come back to him at some point in the movie was probably very strong. Oh yeah, but yeah, no, no we don't. Can't no, do no, it. no, you don't need it. It's like let it, it was. Let per, it, it was like it was that Just one like scene. credit scene. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like it's like that little garlic you put in. Not too much. Just Not too put much. that garlic just right yeah. there. A little sprinkle. A little sprinkle. MLT. MLT. Well, and, and the scene also comes right after a good cut to Fred Savage being like, "Wait, Wesley's dead? There's no yeah. way he's dead." <laughs> They, they can, that's yeah. not how the story is that's supposed to go. Blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, oh, you knew what was going to happen. I'm not supposed to lose. Let me yeah. see the script. Let me fix that. Did you guys laugh at the, yes. the deacon? Yes. Lodge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, of all the things in this movie, that, okay, like we all have running jokes with our parents. Um, that you do? Voice, I don't. I don't. <laughs> That voice is one that my mother my does all the time. Is the the Pope guy voice, the my Bishop guy? Malage. No, it's pretty good. Do, do it again. Who has the wings? You have the wings. <laughs> That's funny. Just little throwaways. Yeah, yeah, and each one is kind of unique too. Nobody. It's not like a. It's never the same joke. No, it's, it, it's, each whole, one has a unique personality. The whole movie's peppered with, you know, with that. You know, yeah, it's. I don't know, maybe my Three Stooges opening was appropriate because this is kind of like the Three Stooges where they do the humor very simply, but they do it so well. Yeah. Like, there's nothing yeah. complicated about it. It's no. just well done. It's just You right. didn't have to go to comedy school to understand yeah. these jokes. It's baby baby. Oh, okay. I just found my favorite joke. And oh. it's, uh, well, I'm gonna, it's kind of understated. It's what it, I wrote <laughs> in my notes. Good one, man. I was a script doctor when I was three. Um, it actually, it's so... Delivered three, three, three movies. <laughs> <laughs> he takes the real on space. <laughs> oh, oh. Best picture. Go on, man. You finished? Yeah. You finished. Um, it was, it's such like kind of a throwaway scene right before they... Uh, uh, make the big fake uh, pirate oh, to yeah, storm yeah. the castle. Oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> so great. And it's dur it's right after one, uh, probably the funniest scene where he's just like <laughs> twisting Wesley's head around and like don't doing pester stuff. him. He's been mostly dead all day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's when Andre the Giant goes. He yells up at Inigo. I hope we win. <laughs> it's just like, well, yeah. <laughs> and that's a weird thing for me because when I was younger, that didn't read as a joke for me. And then later, yeah. when I got older, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I, hope I hope we win. Do you know, do you know what's... Uh... He's on flames. Like He's, uh, he's in flames. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How um, does that work? 
there's he's I love Andre the Giant. He's you so, can't not. He's, he was so awesome. But I mean, I remember used to watching him wrestle as a kid. You know, I I loved it. But uh, there's a because he's so big. He what, he's, he's just huge. And I guess he couldn't carry anybody. He, 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 he was weak by this point. Yeah, he, he died so much too, pain. He was yeah, always like so much pain. He couldn't carry Robin Wright in this movie. Yeah. No, not terrible. But at the end of the movie, when they're all riding away on the mm-hmm. horses, if you really look closely, he's not that big anymore. It's like <laughs> he's the smallest guy. Like, it's, it's like, it's, it's like he, you see the back, and it's like it's really small. Andre it's the a, Giant. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. the there's there's no horse that can hold Andre the Giant no, around like, here. But like it's a really small one. Like yeah. you walk, run away. Like it's obviously. Well, they said they had to lower him onto it. Because he couldn't climb, and it, but at the, the end it wasn't too. him. Yeah. You could tell, like this is size. Like, oh, mm-hmm. there he is. Like he's, 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 he's small, and he was so gentle. The yeah. uh, the other really funny scene we haven't. Uh, there's a whole bunch of like torture stuff in here too, and they're they're really uh, well done too. Yeah, uh, what's that guy? <laughs> yeah, that was what I was gonna bring up. <laughs> he, Where am he I? Starts with the, the like of despair. <laughs> Don't even think about it. <laughs> Don't even think about trying to escape. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, but it sets up so much. So fun. They set up a lot of tropes, like as the people Not lose late Disney movies yeah. and stuff. Like, well, it uses things that it, it plays to like classic fairy tale, classic like nostalgia of these all these characters from all the genres, as Aaron mm-hmm. said. But it does them in such unique ways yeah. that it feels fresh and and it's all still good really good. It's yeah, all... <laughs> um, he ob- like he, he obviously let the, the actors. Thrive to to come up for with sure good stuff, you know. You yeah. think a lot of those side characters ad lib stuff? I think so, but I also think they add, like they like they they were probably pretty more experimental. Maybe. Well, if if it's a low budget film, maybe not because you only have so much money to. Yeah, you had to have that script reel. nailed down. Yeah, maybe. But they, they, you know, I'm sure they. I mean, Billy Crystal stuff probably. Was. But also, Rob Reiner's a comedian and actor himself. Yeah, you know what I mean. So he knows how to go. That's probably why it. this movie's so good is because he he can act and, and be funny. Yeah. Can I tell you my Rob Reiner story? Please, I love this story. Okay, yeah. This is great. So I went to the how many years ago? I don't remember. How it was many, at least five years ago. At least five or longer. But the um, Heartland Film Festival had a premiere uh, in the summertime. Let me see if I can find the name of the movie was. But they had a premiere in the summertime of a Rob Reiner movie. Um. So they had a special thing when you went to the um. The Circle Theater, and um, they had a premiere. And um, let me see if I can find this real quick. Um, and so Rob Reiner, all the actors, or some of the actors and the producers and stuff, were in uh, the auditorium to watch watch. Um, what did he do? Whatever the movie was. Whatever the movie was. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I, I saw I saw something that surprised me. It was back in 2000. What was it? What was I want to say 2012. Was it 2012? Maybe. Uh, I think it might have been the, this movie called uh, Flipped. I think that's what it was. And it was 2010. But, um, but uh, actually, uh, uh, John Mahoney was one of the characters in it. And he was there too. And he passed away recently, we found out. Rip in peace. He's the dad on Frasier. But... So okay, so here, here's the story. So we're we're all in the theater, you know. We have our seats, and Rob Reiner is probably like a good twenty, ten feet, fifteen feet away, in the middle of the theater, right in front of us. And he, you know, he was answering questions and answers, and went back to his seat to watch the movie. And the way Heartland Film Festival set it up, they put the screen in the auditorium, which was used to be an old, the old Circle Theater used to be an old movie theater to begin with, but now they just the, uh, the Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra 
plays there. And um, um, so they had to retrofit everything. So there was kind of like an echo and stuff when you watched the movie. It wasn't, but it was just, it was just such a beautiful theater. Anyway, so uh, as the movie starts, they have their typical um, um, plugs for the Heartland Film Festival in the fall and stuff. And, and you know, you had this stuff, but not like a traditional movie. You know, everything's not really traditional. All of a sudden, there's this whoever cut put the film together, you know, or digital put the, together. There's this big, I, I say, thirty seconds of black, of nothingness. So after that, the, the initial previews, there's just thirty seconds of black, and you can just feel the uncomfortableness of the, the whole, silence was the silent. It was like it was really awkward. Like you feel it all of a sudden in the middle of of this black theater and this black black screen. You hear Rob Reiner go, "It gets better." <laughs> <laughs> And that, that's my Rob Reiner. <laughs> He's hilarious. He's funny. Yeah. He's a meathead. Yeah. So, uh, Aaron, have you? Do you have a favorite quote? Uh, come back to me in like a minute. Let me, okay. let me mull it over. Um, I've ben, got it. I've got it. Yours I've, was your. Well, yeah, yours was at the start. The, yeah, you are the Bruce Squad. Yeah. you are the Bruce Squad. <laughs> um, I got a question for you. Who is this movie for? Everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the target audience. Yeah, you think, think it's supposed so? yeah, to hit everybody? So. But I think I think it's intent for was for children. Yeah. But, but I think it, it it's execution made it for everyone. Yeah. Uh, a happy accident. Okay. Who do you think? What do you think? Well, I thought it was interesting because William Goldman wrote the book originally uh, for, for his, his daughters, daughter. and it was like he asked them each what they what. What story? And one said a a story about a princess, and the other said a story about a bride. And so he made the princess bride. (laughs) Um, To me, uh, I thought adding in the Fred Savage angle, and especially his like skepticism of like what is a very familiar fairy tale trope of prince and princess. Thinking it like it's like oh geez, I don't like it's a love story. Blah blah blah. But then. Through the I mean, course like of the, the movie, toys. he comes to like, <laughs> he's okay with the kissings part, and he's okay with the love story aspect. I don't mind aspect. it so much. And it's like, there's a there's a universality to it that's not just for girls or I think or your boys. mic's drooping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um, Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll fix it. Someone talking. keep talking. I'll fix it. I got it. I got it. No, you don't. All right. All right. Sir, keep talking. Ben, someone needs to be on mic, Ben. You got it. We got it. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Matt ruined everything. All right, it's back. It's good. Okay. I'm going to say... Let's look. Anyway, I thought it was interesting <laughs> look, that... Matt's a, uh, You're going to have to droop a little bit, Ben. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that... Uh, they went that route. Really that it, it, it seemed to me that it was almost uh, targeted to tell like an exciting story that um <laughs> look at that look at the mic <laughs> hi guys i'm matt <laughs> go on i'm done We're, no no talk to the story talk to the story talk we already I mean, we already covered i'm no, no, still no. trying to think of my favorite line um i have another question do you guys think that a movie like this could exist today yeah sure no. do you think it does does exist or could come i don't think so like because of the way the hollywood system is um, I what think about independent pictures? Maybe independent pictures, but I think I think it's too simple for people. I think people want. I've never more. met anyone who said they disliked it, though. No, I, I, neither. Right, but, but I'm talking about what people's expectations are today. I, mm-hmm. 
in fact, it didn't do well uh, in theaters the first time. This was a very cult movie. Mm. Um, so I, it's, just, it's, I think it's like if they remade the labyrinth today, yeah, that you know, with the same, well. you know, special effects and stuff, it wouldn't do good either. It's just, it's just what the. I just well, think this audience is impatient. They want but this so much CGI like, and explosions and stuff yeah. that this wouldn't. You know, I don't know unless unless they made it into an animated movie. That's the thing. That's that what would, that would right, ruin it. For that's me. not the same type of movie. No, I don't but, think that that's the same. This is this is a Disney animated live action. That's movie, a good way to put it. You know, but better for for adults, more for adults. <laughs> Well, well, I don't. I wouldn't even say it's more for adults. I like. I don't know where the adult stuff comes in. It's kind well, of like the eels were very, uh, you know, suggestive. Were they? No, what? no, just, <laughs> yeah. just be a punk. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more like Pixar, Universal type of, um, popular like why people post like Disney. It. Yeah, um, but I agree with you that. I think the closest that has come to this type of movie might be like Enchanted. I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, which sort of like pull fairy tale characters into yeah. modern day, yeah. which is totally different than just tell a fairy tale and that's it. Like yeah. that's basically what this is. Cut. Like we don't have movies where it's just a totally. I know it's based off of a book that was written well before this movie came out, but. We don't see movies. They, they I pay. can't remember a movie recently where it's just here is a unique story using this kind of trope, and that's it. Yeah, and it's very simple. Okay, you're gonna get me into a rant about um, that. I like what you're talking about with Enchanted and stuff. I, you know, even Masters of the Universe does this to a degree. The, the old '80s good film. movie, but it is. But I. Like you said, I love being taken away. The only gap between the real world and um, and the fantasy in Princess Bride is is you know them reading the book. That's it. That's the only yeah. touch. But I hate movies that take it's that fish out of water, like a fairy tale or a science fiction thing, into the, our realm mm -hmm. because I don't want to see our realm. I want to see all you know this this right. realm like the Smurfs the the um, yeah they had such a, a, a opportunity with the Smurfs and they well, threw it away they made a new one where well, which just takes place in the CGI oh, and that's that, I think which that's is better a great but, observation though that today people want it to be today or yeah. future even like they it's is this is the Princess Bride not depicted as today I mean they don't give a year no no but I guess it, there's no technology they're riding horse like well, he it feels is playing like Atari I guess times I don't think people want to do it today uh, I just think people want something to relate to well it's like there's some it's like let's throw a CGI camera like dragon in there I mean like I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like, like those budget you're right, seats. The it's, monsters in this are so like they're very quick and they're also very low budget. Yeah, they could have. It's not like they had to do it that way. No, there's yeah. something therapeutic about watching this movie. Oh yeah. my god, yes, it's very relaxing and yeah, just fun. It it kind of has a softer Goonies feel to it with the sets and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and you're right. You're right. There, but but there's something and that was was this made in the 80s or what was 1987. Um. There's something about the 80s fantasies and stuff taking away that just mm -hmm. will never duplicate. 
Is it the the sets? The, I the think actual it's the sets? sets. I think it's the sets. I think it's, but I also think it's the the way you tell stories with the limitations of technology too. Oh yeah, we 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 could harp on that for an entire show. And like like you know like what about this movie it was like they didn't overcomplicate it with shots. There wasn't harsh lighting. You know the, it wasn't. It's kind of like Groundhog Day. It is exactly. You know what I mean? It's like this is just nice. You know. Well, so. I'm trying to see if shot in real places. I can find like really recent movies like Excalibur, maybe. But they're always it's. I think this also gets at a larger um, difference between movies and TV. Um, Like a lot of these kind of character driven, like more slow burns, because that's kind of what this is. Yeah, like really simple. Like that's on TV. There's a TV show for that. Versus and anything that's being made into a big, I, I know this wasn't a big budget movie, but made into a uh, wide release movie is spectacle now. Oh yeah, it feels very much like spectacle unless it's you know somehow. Um, well, you know, the key is making it a spectacle and and making it uh, character driven, which I think. Blade Runner was that way this year. Yeah, I think th- that was why it was so good. But and it was then, a slow burn too. But like even you, then, a lot like the the word that keeps coming up for me with Princess Bride is the charm of it. Yes, like everything like that is charming. The, that is the way to describe it. And I can't think of the last movie we we did in the past year or even beyond like an indie release maybe that was has that quality to it. Like even Blade, like Blade Runner is so good and has a lot to but it. It's, it's not, it's not charming. No, it's still like this has such a universality to it. Um, That's why we say it's for everyone. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. Well, Dragonheart was charming. Oh yeah, Dragonheart. <laughs> what about um, what about Angels in the Outfield? Angels yeah. in the Outfield. <laughs> no, just something made. The Rocketeer. In the late 80s, Rocketeer early was 90s. charming. Yeah, Rocketeer was charming. Just Dragon Slayer. There's something about. There's something like just. It's just nice, and it's a great thing to watch with families. And it's like there's nothing. It's just. It's like, it's good. Yep. You know, I guess the only charming stuff now is just cartoons. I guess Disney cartoons. Not even cartoons Pixar. anymore. Yeah, they're more of a spectacle I, now. My too. dad actually called me on the phone uh, to tell me during the podcast. Like a couple of weeks ago. Sorry, Chief. Um, <clears throat> my dad and I used to watch cartoons together growing up, and of course, when he was growing up, he watched cartoons now and again. Um, I don't think it's just like people getting old. He he's seen all the cartoons from uh, from then and now, and he like by all rights, if that was the thing, like it's just everything is better when you're younger. He shouldn't have liked the cartoons that I grew up with, but he mm-hmm. did. And he like he seems to like them better than he did the the older ones like mm. Rocco's Modern Life and all that. He mm. tells me that he has like our DVR thing set up to record Rocco's Modern Life whenever <laughs> it comes on, <laughs> and Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> and he tells me that he's got like a nice collection going now that he likes to watch. That's hilarious. And he he himself tells me, yeah, I I've watched cartoons from from this day and age, and they're just no good anymore. What whatever happened? Well, they're, com- they're becoming too stylized. There's no character like this. Is well, like the '90s cartoons were pretty stylized. Yeah, Ninja, but like, but they're but they were they were great. They yeah. weren't over the top. Yeah, you they, mean? Were. they were. <laughs> they were. Very they weren't over, over the, the top, top in in a certain way. Like, what way do you think? Well, like, like you look at the Ninja Turtles, you know, back in the '80s and '90s to what they look like now. It's like 
There's something not. They're, they're too clean. They're the characters. Like they're, you can't that relate to one, the characters. You can't yeah. relate to them. That's one uh, description I would have of modern cartoons: is they're too clean. Yeah. Well, so I just I actually just looked up uh, movies based on fairy tales recently. Oh yeah. Like that have come out, and look at this trend and think about stylistically. Um, and some of the themes and like how they've how they were portrayed. Alice, all the Alice in Wonderlands, garbage. Think about those. I, I put red, the I put the second one on, and I could you know I was ten minutes in and I said I can't turn it, was, it off. It was, it was that bad, so boring. That there was that red. And it was riding, free. There was that Red Riding Hood. Uh, the Snow White and the Huntsman movies. Mm. Think about how they. It. It's like action movies now. Yeah. Um, Oz the Great and Powerful is listed on here, but I that I was more lump that into uh, the same kind of stuff. Yeah, though. me too. That was a good one time watch. Jack the Giant Slayer, uh, Maleficent, Into uh, the Woods, even Into the Woods, which has like a lot of uh, pros to it. It's still like uh, it's tonally, much. if you watch that movie versus like something like this, it's just un- incomparable. Well, you know, you know, you know, keep going. Beauty and the the new Beauty and Be- it's too. Oh God, it's terrible. Um, it, it's it's anyway. too overproduced. You know, like there's not, not a lot of mystery or subtlety. Yeah, it's like uh, even so. Here, I think the equivalent. This is going to be strange. And if you think about it, they have great special effects in it, but a lot of it is not a lot of special effects. The equivalent to Prince's Bride in adult form is Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the characters. It's it's it, it's it's like it, it's it's like a rated R version of of Prince's yeah. Bride. But like the reason why I think that's popular is because there's like a majority of all the episodes just these characters talking well, to each other. Yeah, you know, and it's yeah. But even then, I think what I'm seeing a lot of is take it. Movies now want to, and even TV want to take things to extreme. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no like that's something that they want to be edgy. Yeah, it like my the, that you don't see so often with like a Michael Schur who did The Office and Parks and Recreation. Like, there's there's a, a sense of restraint and uh, um plainness maybe yeah or like familiarity or mm-hmm. like we're not going to just go overboard with everything like not everything is ratcheting up to some crazy event or we're not going to overdo it with effects we're not going to overdo it with this action set when it comes to time. that stuff it gets you, you run into the danger of escalation yeah yeah it, it just it, again it's, it's also all, it's, it's it's trying too hard yeah and that's like that's where the therapy like that's why I said this movie is therapeutic to watch it's mm-hmm. like it's like mowing lawn. Yeah, you know, there's something about uh, fresh cut. Grace. Well, like I go watch <laughs> Frasier. I watch Frasier all the time. That's in the background. therapeutic, and too. that's therapeutic too. It's not. It's it's just like it takes. It's like this is relaxing. It's hilarious. It's not trying too hard. Mm-hmm. It's smart. You know, it's you know, yeah. it's perfect. Ten out of ten. Aaron, favorite line. You have your favorite line to. I couldn't Cap think of off. my favorite, but I thought of a good one. Okay. Uh, when uh, Vincini is trying to tell Fezzik to kill the man in black, and he's like, uh, take care of him, your way. And then Fezzik's like, oh, good, thank you, Vincini. Which way is my way? <laughs> and he tells him to, to throw the rock at his head, and then um, Fezzik's like, my way is not very sportsmanlike. <laughs> I love this movie. I can't... Like, there's so many good lines, it's hard to think of just one. Should we take a vote? Take a vote on what? Take a vote. Do we take a vote? For what? Which, what kind of vote? 
The HOF. The Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Do you want to do a Hall of Fame? Yes, let's do Hall of Fame. Let's see. Aaron? Yes. Matthew? Don't feel pressured by my vote. He does have Do the key. Have he, he does have the key out of here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and no TP. You're all in here with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm on the fence. I'm really close to. I'm gonna say. Want to say at the same time? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> uh, maybe. You it's a I'll, yes. I'll go yes. I'm gonna say yes for the the quotability of it. And the um, timeless rewatchability, rewatchability yeah. points are really high. I'll, I'm going to say yes, but you know, you're a little pitchy. Uh, work on it when you go to Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, you know, you were flat in a kid. couple of places. You're in kid. Yeah. <laughs> you're in kid as you wish. Yeah, we're going to have to as casting a... couch you a couple of times, <laughs> and you're in. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect ending. Uh, any, uh, <laughs> we're going to do uh, Black Panther next week. Hi, ah, um, yes. Woot. Then uh, two weeks from then, I think is our Oscars. We've got a lot. Right, we're going right. to do a lot for the Oscars. So I'm set up for that. whatever uh, we're going to do for that. Yes. So that'll be fun. Uh, anything else you guys want to plug before we go? Uh, no. No. I just no. I just want to plug this vacuum in and clean your room. My room is pretty clean right now. Mm, All right, we're done. Some dust buttons. <laughs> turn it off. Turn, turn it off. Turn this off. Right I don't want to turn it off. We're having a good time. Okay. Let's turn it off. Okay. Let me, let me hit stop. Bye. Whoa.